This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. You think you're the only listener in the world? You become part of a bigger universe. You just don't know it yet. Who are you? I'm Kent, and I have two podcasts. I'm here to talk to you about the Bacon Cell Initiative. Ah. Eh? Eh? ah. Wait, what? Ah. ah. <laughs> yeah, I can't give you one line to give. And I was like, I have no idea what we're going for here, but now I get it. Yeah. Now Just I say, who it. are you? Yes. Yeah. Welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. Thank you. Thank you, Kate, for listening to our last show about did, Kate wait, Beckinsale. Do, did we want her to listen to the last show? Yes and no. Okay. Because, you know, I'm, I'm sure she's gotten worse criticism than anything we said. I already but, invited her. So, But the funny thing about it is I, I think that a lot more people know about tiptoes now than ever know about tiptoes I think before. we spread the good word of tiptoes. <laughs> like, to good the word, huh? The good word. Yeah, good word. <laughs> I mean, I've watched that, it three times since last that episode. That movie so. was so worth watching. It was. And, and honestly, like, I know... Well, I know people that are going to watch it in bad movie nights. Like, that is what we have shared with the world. <laughs> You're welcome, world. <laughs> I guess. But thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. We appreciate all of you. And we're going to show some appreciation appreciation coming up. Right, Jacob? We are. How are we going to do that, Joel? This is your announcement. That's right. So we're going to be rewarding our listeners, our fabulous, amazing, impressive listeners with uh, free food. Free food. And some decent company. That decent was, company. That I mean, was too many adjectives. I felt it was a little disingenuous. A little? Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I really mean it, though. Oh, because, oh no. I, oh, no yeah. I feel sincere. So come come and get a uh, hug from Kent. Oh, I give really good hugs now. It feels kind of like a bear's hugging you. You're going to enjoy it. I promise it you. It used to be A-frame, but now it's full body. Yeah. So... <laughs> friendly <laughs> that's that's very friendly so this is the reminder listener come join us bacon sale we will be at from scratch restaurant downtown salt lake city may 11th from four until six however you can go from four until 10 to get your free bacon sale burger we designed a burger trademarked yeah it's trademarked yes yeah <laughs> but come hang out like we'll be there like he said for two hours just we, we want to hang out with you and eat some food delicious food with you yeah. it's a free burger you and anyone you bring all you got to do is download the grub pass app yes. and show it in fact we have a whole bacon bit about this so listen to that for all the details yeah but go listen to that this is your reminder uh come join us it's just come on that saturday afternoon it's gonna be nice and warm they have outside seating inside yep. seating there's gonna be lots of food anyone with the app will get the food for yeah. free have some sweet potato fries they're really good we cannot wait to see you yeah, yeah it'll be awesome and so thank Thank you. Also, we want to give another thank you to some patrons. Yes, we do. Uh, as you know, uh, we had a promotion going in March that if you uh, upgraded or joined us as a patron, one of the perks that came from that was yes. I would sing, I would write, <laughs> yes. uh, create, I don't know what to say, do a parody song about do. you. That was the worst verb you chose. Uh, <laughs> Listen to this guy's adjective, man. <laughs> yeah. So I have a couple. I, I actually have a lot of these I have to get through. I'm not going to do them all right now. I'm only going to do a couple tonight. I cannot wait. So the first one I'm going to be doing is for uh, a member of our baking council. Oh, wait, wait, remind us what this is exactly. So what's the assignment? The here? assignment was I had to do a parody song about them, a short parody song about them. Just one person. One person at a time. One they get a short time. little song. They get a short little song that will be available for download at patreon.com slash bacon sale for whoever wants okay, to download hurry, it. Okay, hurry, hurry. Now, how did you get this. all the information about these people? I, I cyber-stalked a little bit. <laughs> all right, now and I'm and, excited. And these, this is, I was going to say, these are little little blips, so don't expect like heavy research. It really was kind of, I don't want to scare you. I just want you to know, <laughs> I know where you are online. <laughs> so Matt's, uh, Matt's Moudreau, yes. ba- member of the Bacon Council. Matt's is awesome. Uh, this song is for you.
Matt. Ah, patron of Bacon Cell. <laughs> Matt. Ah, fan of Divine Comedy. Oh, it's going to get good. This is a great reward. Matt, you're the only one that can see Matt! Ah! Uh, he's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Matt! Ah! Uh, on the Bacon Council. I'm not used to getting shouted at so much. Thank you for your donation. Bringing us to all nation. He helps with a mighty hand. Every tent, every Jacob, every Joel, it's mighty Matt! <laughs> There you go, Matt. Uh, good finale. Good finale. Oh, uh, we're sorry we kind of ruined your song a little bit there. <laughs> I know. Do we need to like record it without us? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to re no, 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 no. I mean, it's, it's a little oh, fresh. Let's hear it again. Reaction. That was startling. That was. It kept shocking me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've got like this like uh, shocked rea reaction. There you go, Matt. That's for you. Joel, Matt's, well done on that. Thank you. And Matt's, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, my this is our way hurts. of thanking you for being a patron. And uh, next What's up. What's next? What's next? <laughs> I know two's not enough now that I yeah. think about it. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have have this for Jordy Carroll, okay. who is a tier two uh, patron. So here you go, Jordy. This song is for you. Go, 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 Jordy. You're a patron. We're doing brackets because you're a patron. We're tearing movies because you're a patron. And we go give you lots of thanks because you're a patron. Find him in the fall, climbing up the wall. He's got what you need if you're into paintball. He's been everywhere from Maine to Bountiful. So give him a call if you want to start a brawl. Find him in the fall, climbing up the wall. He's got what you need if you're into paintball. He's been everywhere from Maine to Bountiful. So give him a call if you want to start a brawl. Wow. Go, Jordy. <laughs> You're a patron. You're a patron. <laughs> oh, my word. Uh, that was incredible. It's so stupid. You I'm don't know so why much less white right now. <laughs> I don't know why you guys offered this as a I want a 30-minute version of that. You know how they take like YouTube videos and they just loop them? Like, yeah, that's what I need. I can make that happen. Yeah, I think we yeah. need that. Yeah. So, Jordy, that was for you. Thank you for being a patron. Yeah, Yay, Joel. Yeah. Hey. Uh, so, by the way, we could do more of those incentives. So, uh, uh, let me get through these first. I yeah, got a lot hey, to patrons, get through. Patrons, jump so, on board. And the we'll next try couple to make episodes, I'll try to do a couple of these in each one. I'm sorry it took me so long to get to them. I tried to. I tried to find a good song. I tried to write a good parody. But I didn't want to do it all in one show either, so we're we're gonna piece this out a bit. So <laughs> you awesome. know, quality is what's important here, Joel. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, I botched it big time. <laughs> okay, so we have a big show to go through, and it's very relevant to the time we're in right now. Because we're not now. talking about patrons. What are we talking about today, Jacob? Today it's time to discuss the very timely subject of the Marvel movie franchise, Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU. My Started in two thousand eight, is now twenty two movies in. It will be twenty three by the the end of the year if not yeah, 20, yeah. yeah and if, if you've listened to an episode of bacon cell any episode of bacon Cell, you know that kent hates marvel yes it comes up every time uh but we decided we were going to make him rank all of these movies number one to number 22 yes yeah. and, and then he, we try to rank them no, no, all no, no, number 22 this is not all on my shoulders here no you no guys because we in turn did the same this has now become a bacon cell approved ranking unfortunately remember when you yes. met my mom and you were like hey marvel sucks <laughs> 
<laughs> and she was like, what? And she, was, she was so sweet. Yeah. And I felt like I had to share the good word of Bad Marvel. Yeah. But yeah. This, this is such a powerhouse franchise. I, I have some stats here. Okay. Uh, the 21 films that have been made previous to Endgame. Keep in mind the money this movie is going to make. Their budget. The Jeez. budget total was around $3.9 to $4.2 billion for budget. Okay. And they have made the, the 21 films. We're not including Endgame here, which is going to make like $2 billion opening weekend. Uh, the box office total for 21 films worldwide is a combined total of $18.6 billion for so these 22 movies. This isn't a very good investment. No, no. I, if you're going to make a movie, don't make a Marvel movie. Well, here's the thing. I mean, Marvel, don't let your billions of dollars cloud your judgment. Listen to me. I'm the captain now. Like, if I could control <laughs> what they did with all this money... It would just the world would be a better place. People would be smarter. I think they're doing just fine. <laughs> I think they're doing just fine. But the funny yeah. thing about it is when we were talking about this, when we had to rank them from one to twenty-two, uh, Kent was like, "I've got like three good ones, and then the other ones are like the I don't do math, but like eighteen, I think maybe they're <laughs> maybe. not good." I thank you for that masculine voice you just did. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's true. Like uh, it, we could do a tiering show. We could do, and we're going to do a ranking show here, but. Most of the movies, they're generally, for me, tier two and tier three, which with some standouts. For me, most of these movies are either average or above average. Okay. Like, I would give probably, like, maybe 12 of these good movies, like, really good, and then the middle, kind of average, and then only, like, the bottom two See, I would give. I, I, you know, average. Most I'm of them say are this. at least average. Yeah. I'm going to say this. I think Jake is probably the most balanced fan here what? for Marvel movies. Because <laughs> he knows the great Finally. and he knows the terrible. You're saying that because he aligns with a lot of your choices. No, no. Because you like all of these, basically. Vindication. Jake knows there are terrible ones. But he, yes, picked, there are. he, he picked terrible ones to be better. Like, he ranked ones that were terrible better I than don't he know. should have. No, I didn't do that. Finger boop over here. Boop. Boop. Yeah, was, you guys didn't even touch fingers. That was a don't fake, give up. That was a fake finger, finger boop. boop. That was a fake finger boop, but you know it. I will not stand for lies on bacon sale. Thank boop. you. Boop. They officially boop. We're gonna head boop next. <laughs> head boop. Yeah, that sounds painful. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Anyways, let's get to this. So what we did is we went through. We made this expansive document, a, a spreadsheet, mind you, an Excel. We made a spreadsheet yeah. with Excel formulas, and so we we created a formula, much like the fuzzy science used in any Marvel movie, <laughs> and we came up with a combined. Top 22, and what we're going to do is read through these uh, worst to first. Yeah, listener, we have literally ranked every Marvel yeah. movie. And as we're going, do we'll I give our personal opinion. I was going to say, do I agree with all these rankings? No. None of us But do. they were bacon cell approved, and there's nothing I could do about you know, it now. None of us do, and all of us do. It was interesting to me, because I was worried about the final outcome, like, because we all three put in our rankings. I thought, man, how is this going to turn out? Because Joel has said some pretty crazy things. <laughs> and then... It actually is fairly balanced. Like it's not. I don't think it's perfect. There's obviously, because it's not mine, but it is fairly balanced. There's like, only one or two. Well, there's probably like three that I'm I'm kind of bugged at. But and, and feel free to bring those up. I will. I mean, that's what we're gonna do what? here. No, I never share my opinion. Yeah. On the show. Okay. So yeah. So bacon cell and and we we want you to enjoy this. So please feel free to rank. Take a moment right now and write down your number one to number twenty two. Yeah. We'll wait. Okay. Oh, you should be done by now. Yes, you should be done by now, and we're going to play Yeah, let us know if you agree or disagree, because you're not going to agree. No, I already had an argument with a friend about these rankings. But they're bacon cell proof, so now they're Bible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Shall I get us started? Let's Let's get us started. All right, coming in at number 22, the movie from 2010. Our lowest rated Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. This is the bacon cell approved worst movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm. This is Iron Man 2. Accurate. Don't agree. Accurate. Totally. Having, having just seen this one recently, I was like, you know what? This has some fun moments. 
I'm not saying it should be ranked high. I think I put it. Have like, you rewatched Iron Man three though? Yes, and it made me mad. <laughs> so you've I, always been mad at three more than two though. Yeah, I didn't. I I thought Iron Man two was kind of the B reel to me of Iron Man one. So it was like, eh, it was average. Iron Man three actually made me mad because it was so stupid. Okay, we'll get there because Iron, Iron Man, Man 2, two is five stories combined. This movie is so messy. It doesn't even know what it is. It's got a it lot. It is messy. It's got it's got a lot going on. You know, it actually has what I think is the potential for a good villain, which is a huge part of making these movies Wait, work. Mickey Rourke or Sam Rockwell? Mickey Rourke. Well, the combination. They're they're both they're both good actors. They're both interesting characters. Both have different plot lines, but, by it, the way. Yeah, good different plot lines. It makes it too confusing and it's a mess. It's just a hot mess. They have all this potential. Do you know why Mickey Rourke well. is a bad villain? Because he's Why? mad because his dad is mad at Tony Stark's dad. But I love his line where he's just and like, he, "Oh, birds! If, no, if the birds! No!" And he's like, when he's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "If you make God bleed, then other people will start to pounce on him." And I'm like, "That's a that's a valid point." Like he knew he wasn't going to defeat Iron Man, but he was at least going to lead the charge about taking him down. This movie for me has two good scenes: the Black Widow fighting hallway scene. That's yes. cool. And the suitcase suit. The suitcase suit is a lot of fun. Which, oh, yeah. the scene it's in, yeah. makes no sense. The whole race car scene yeah, yeah, where Tony Stark is for some I mean, reason. No, this, is, it, this is a movie where Tony Stark is like facing villains, really, that are like drinking and <laughs> sadness. You know? It's no, like but that's things. Like, Iron Man 2. That's his, that, in the comic books, that's who he is. His, his problem is yeah, alcohol. But no, 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 no. How do you no. convey that? No, no. Here's waste. the thing. This movie was meant to be the demon in a bottle storyline from the graphic novels. Mm -hmm. And it made it a comedy. And so the alcoholism did not work in this story. Demon. He's yeah, being they forced it in. It but is. I like the idea natural. of the 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 arc reactor in his chest was also poisoning him. I like one that of the many plot lines that no. they resolved yes. quite and easily. I and I like that. But then they yada yada the, the fix at the end, and yes. I was like, dang it! Like that that made it bad. I'm not. That's, I'm not, I'm not right. saying this is good. The Black Widow introduction was cool. Very no, cool. It was way too long though. Like it was too drawn out. She is the best part of the whole movie. No, well, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Is. Sam Rockwell is actually the best part of the movie. Well, Sam Rockwell is good. Yeah. Sam Rockwell is always good though. So it wasn't a surprise. This this yeah. movie though had some surprisingly good parts. Like the end battle, I actually really enjoyed. Like when they had the the army, the navy, the marines, uh, drones all coming in fighting against. You them. mean when they're in the park? Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Oh, they did the man. laser thing and cuts them all down. I really enjoyed that. Uh, Forget about we're, we're gonna yeah. speak, Okay, I should clarify. We're going to speak spoilers about this for the older movies. We're oh, yeah, not going yeah. to spoil Endgame in this one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah good call. But no, I, I I didn't think there was a memorable moment in that the, the end of the movie no. at all. In no, fact, there the was some really the bad moments okay. too. In fact, I even remember the line is where uh, Tony Stark is like, they're coming in, they're coming in hot. And I remember looking at him going... Holy cow, he's like phoning this in. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. Well, I'm not saying it's a good one. This is like 17 and, for me on my here's ranking. Why it's, here's why 22. this movie is so bad is because the hype built up by you the first Bolt, Iron Man. You and Kent Bolt, but this is your lowest yes. one. Yes. The first Iron Man created such a cool start yeah. that two years later, remember, there's a two-year break, longest break in the whole MCU. Mm. You see this movie and I said, well, looks like the MCU is dead. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was like. And then they made 19 I like you it. know other movies. So, uh, okay. by the way, this had a budget of 170 million and it made 623 million. Wow. So, it's it did more than enough yes. at the box yes, office. Yes, it did. It did. All right. Our number 21. So the 21st best or second worst is Iron Man 3. <laughs> We're staying pretty consistent here with the Iron Man Which movies. is funny because we like, uh, no spoiler here, we like the original Iron Man movies a lot. But the original Iron Man movie, but then the sequels are at the bottom. Isn't that so weird, though? It is weird. But even then, you, you can't think of this as a great trilogy. It's one of the worst trilogies, but great first movies. It's like The Matrix or Pirates. Okay. Yeah. I don't actually yeah. put on my list, uh, Iron Man 3 is not 
at the bottom or the second yeah, mine's to the at 17. Bottom. Yeah, mine's around 17. Yeah, I don't remember Yours exactly. Yours is 19. 19? Yeah, and his 17. I put it at the last 19. 22. Yeah, there's a couple so, for me that are so worse. So, Joel, I want you to speak for this because you hate this movie. I hate this movie because yeah, you should be it the one. starts off so good and then it just gets weaker and weaker as the movie gets along. And it's like trying to distract you with like witty dialogue and, and cool action sequences to be like, wait, this movie sucks. Like, it really is dumb. So it's a really good movie, but it's tricking you into thinking it's a bad movie? Is that what you no, just no, said? No, no, It starts off good and gets weaker, and then it tries to do more action to make up for the weakness. Like, the, Robert Downey Jr. just seems to be coasting through this film. And also, this seems like it's the finale of Iron Man's story in a trilogy where they're like, well, truthfully, I'm not going to be Iron Man anymore. Blowing up all the suits. I got the thing out of my heart. Pepper's fine. We're good. And then the next yeah. movie, he's like, oh, I'm Iron Man again. No yeah. explanation. In fact, I write that in my original review. I say, like, in three sentences, they just splice in these lines to say, we didn't take the time to actually answer these questions. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's really it, lazy. So the, the, there are some things, like the Mandarin... Yeah, you're voting the was, Mandarin in the room. He, he was, a, he was a, a good threat. Yes. Then they pull the rug out and be like, nah, his name's Trevor. He's just an actor, which could have been good, but the way they did it, it was so silly. But you know who the real villain is? Lava Pepper? Uh, well, no, but yes. <laughs> uh, fire-breathing Guy Pierce, who Tony once left on a rooftop that he was supposed to meet him and hang out one time. <laughs> yeah, He's the main villain. If I became a villain for every time I was left alone on a rooftop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. You said you'd be there. Uh, this movie, by the way, budget of $200 million, so uh, more expensive than Iron Man 2, but right. then it made $1.2 billion Yeah, by itself. There was a lot of hype so for this one. This movie, it, I will say the multiple suits that are just remote controlled makes sense, but it cheapens almost everything that follows. Yeah. Tony never needs to be anywhere. No. Ever. So John Favreau, he directed Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, but Shane Black did this one. And I felt like Shane Black was kind of just like doing his own thing. No, I, he's the Ryan Johnson of yeah. the MCU. He says, hey. Wow, double nerd reference. Yeah, there you go. He's it like, is. hey, you like this? You like the Mandarin? He's Iron Man's greatest nemesis. Subvert your expectations. Yep. <laughs> that is the last Jedi You want to see an Iron Man movie for the closure? It's a Tony Stark movie. Subvert your expectations. Now, that's yeah. not to say I don't like certain parts. It's like I love the plane rescue. Which is pretty Shane plane Black, rescue is pretty cool. I thought the plane rescue when people are falling out of the plane and he has, to save, he has to figure out how to save all of them was fun. Except for he's not actually in the suit. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, but then also I like how uh, even though you don't like the nanotechnology, and I agree the nanotechnology was kind of ridiculous, but the part when he's waiting for the suit to arrive was kind of fun. Oh, yeah. in the torture Is camera. the nanotech right. in Iron Man 3? Yeah, that's when he starts kind of putting the suit on him so it can... Oh, I didn't think that was the nanotech. I thought that was just... Well, nanotech also is what makes War. people turn into lava monsters. It's yeah. nanotechnology. The extremis. Oh, that's what... Yeah. Extremis, okay. So, yeah. So, Iron Man 3 is our number 21. Oh, man. That's Coming starting in. off strong there. <laughs> so, both Iron Man movies right there at the bottom. But then we have number 20. We have, uh, from 2013, Thor The Dark World. I would say most people's least favorite Marvel movie. Now, Ken, you ranked this much higher than Jacob and I. Yeah, I did. Why? Yeah, I've heard you say you hate it many times. You, I this think... was your number one, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Yeah, why was this your number one, Kent? <laughs> Joel, the reason I love this movie is because you were there. And you ate popcorn off of the floor. <laughs> this is the floor popcorn one? <laughs> this is it. We waited two hours to watch this movie once it was supposed to start. And I have such good memories of this one. As dull as it is. This is a really bad movie with like Goro from Mortal Kombat making an appearance as like a sub-villain. Uh, what? You remember the guy that kills uh, Frigga? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. There's also, I Frigga. think. Uh, Frigga. Sorry. Frigga, Frigga sounds like you're like Mormon swearing. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tom Hiddleston, this is his worst performance. This is when they turned him from a villain into a comic relief, yeah. which I didn't yeah. like. They give Kat Dennings a goofy sidekick, and she's already a sidekick. 
the the villain is terrible but i will say this malicus i enjoy the time on asgard like that's what i want to see more from when Thor natalie Portman gets to go to asgard well that was still pretty bad but they at least stayed there a little bit longer and that's where i want to see a thor movie just at home but i it's a bad movie I but like guess this what is the most forgettable it's one of the most except forgettable. for it became kind of key for other movies it no, it's true. But honestly, I can't hate this one as much as I hate the others because this one is boring, but it wasn't cringeworthy boring. This is this is in the average range for me. This is the one where I'm like, yeah, it's fine. But I mean, it had some cool visuals like the truck floating was kind of cool to see. I love Ex- except for the black cherry Shasta. I climax still, I still like that. But yeah. one of my favorite parts actually is when it doesn't make any sense. But when the worlds are combining so they're able to teleport in random spots. Yes. And the hammer Mjolnir is trying to get to Thor, but he keeps teleporting. So I keeps having to swing around. I got a kick out of that. Okay. For some reason, that that part stuck out to me. It's one of the few parts that I was like, I enjoyed that in this movie. This is a movie that Chris O'Dowd from the IT crowd doesn't yeah. even remember he's in. Yeah. He's like, oh, I wasn't. He that, was wasn't Natalie that. Portman's date in this movie. And he's like, I was in that movie. Yeah. What was that, an interview or something? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, he doesn't even yeah. care. This was directed by Alan Taylor, by the way, who did uh, Game of Thrones. He's on a number of Game of Thrones episodes and then Terminator Genesis, The Sopranos and Mad Men. So he's mostly a TV director. Yes. And I think maybe that showed. He dropped yeah. the ball. Yeah. This, Don't it, give this guy more work. <laughs> oh, but He's it's still, on TV. But this still made six hundred and forty-four million dollars at the box office. Yeah, on a budget of one hundred and fifty million. So. But yeah, I definitely remember walking out of this one being like, "Ugh, well, yeah. that's weird." Yeah, but it was like some cheap, quick spectacle, and then it was immediately forgotten. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. But it did set up a something cool with Loki and Odin because that that ending there, you're like, "Oh, this could go cool places." It did. This is another time when Loki fakes his own death, which yeah. seems like every every movie he is in, it seems like that's a thing where he does that. Yeah. No resurrections this time. Mm-hmm. All right, Jake, what is our number 19? Our number 19 is none other than Ant-Man and the Wasp from last year, 2018. Now, this Wait, actually... When did this came out last... I don't remember this It came one. after After huh? Infinity War. It was, it was the what, weirdest thing, right? It, it was weird. Like, they had this epic <laughs> Infinity War, and then it was like, oh, and Ant-Man and the Wasp came out. And then it was Sorry, like, we took a little too long in this one. Yeah. It was like this tone of, uh, bring it on. That's it. Bring it on. Suddenly, the bring it on director. Well, and it was. It was, yeah. Yeah, uh, Peyton Reed. And it feels so, like that. Can I read a, a paragraph? Sorry, it's a little bit long from my original review last year. And it says, if something scientific is malfunctioning, it's okay. Someone will push a science button. <laughs> if the quantum waves aren't aligning, it's okay. Someone will pull the quantum lever. Almost intentionally, this movie beats you over the head with how little thought was put into the script. If something doesn't make any sense, it's okay. Push the lame joke button and the audience will be lulled back in familiarity. That's I, actually pretty accurate. No, it's true. And I have actually in my review. It says, uh, I can't explain why I like it, much like how this movie can't explain quantum physics. Exactly. But I, they can say quantum a lot. Yeah. But I actually like it's not like I loved this one. I like this one more than the original Ant-Man. Uh, but you guys, like, Ken and I re-ranked it the same at 18, but well, Jacob the, the first, the, the first one had, there was some value in the first one. Like, there was things. In the second one, there's no villain, there's no story, there, it's just silly. It was, but it was, it was more of a comedy to me. Like, that's why I enjoyed it. Was. It. it was, it was a the bad humor, comedy. I liked the humor in Ant-Man and the Wasp better than I liked original Ant-Man. And I feel like this really ruined Lawrence Fishburne for me. I feel like he's been a great actor, and him shooing away giant ants was like the low point of his <laughs> career. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this actually tied for the smallest budget at 130 million for a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Yes. Do you know what the other uh, smallest budget is? Thor 1? Ant-Man. Oh, okay. Ant-Man yes, and they Ant-Man really haven't put a lot of faith or trust That's in these funny. movies. Yeah. They're yeah. like, we want to throw those out there too. And this was one where, like, I tried to pick a moment. That's kind of perfect for Paul Rudd. Yeah. You're going to make a movie we're not going to yeah. spend a lot of money. Who should we hire? Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. Yeah, Paul oh, that's Rudd. That's pretty cool. This is yeah, one cool. where, oh, so yeah, that's good. With each one of these movies, I, I want like to try to pick out a moment that stood out to me. Yeah. I had a hard time with this one. I was like, well, 
There was nothing. There's, there's kind of the, the ghost battle is kind of in the restaurant. That's kind of there, cool. There was the all of me scene where he played Michelle Pfeiffer for a minute or two. <laughs> like that was a weird all thing. Of me. Yeah, you yeah. just brought up all of me. <laughs> yeah, I did. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's Steve really good. Martin, Lily Tomlin. Oh, yeah. I love that one. <laughs> so, yeah, there we have Ant-Man of the Wasp is number 19. Okay, our number 18 is Ant-Man. <laughs> the uh, oh, first movie in the Ant-Man series. Together, which I would have flipped it. Not I, on purpose, though. I, this no, is that, just how it this happened. This the way the rankings happened. I would have put Ant-Man and the Wasp above Ant-Man, but you guys have put Ant-Man above Ant-Man and the Wasp. Why? I think it is an accurate ranking. Why? It is. Jake, why? Because of your favorite director in the world had some influence on this movie. He did. And there's some good comedy. There's some good moments. It's just not great. Uh, Michael Pena really shines. This is the first time you get He's to see funny. that. He's funny. And then every it's like microwaved. After in the sequel... It's the same jokes, it is. but it is more. the same jokes. It's like what jokes worked pretty okay in the first one. Let's also, do those again. Were you so shocked to see a young Michael Douglas that didn't look uncanny looks valley-ish? Cool. It looks cool. Yeah, yeah. He, he looked like he looked like Michael Douglas, like we know, which yes. is weird because we know what he looks like. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I want to I want to bring this up uh, that uh, both Ant Man and Ant Man of the Wasp scored above eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ant Man of the Wasp has eighty eight percent. Ant Man has eighty two percent. And they're all ranked Owned high. by Disney. Okay, so yeah, these, yeah. I'll tell you what the lowest is when we get to there. But. Okay, but this also, fall, I mean, it's very low on the ranking because it's. I feel like it's very forgettable. This is another uh, villain has the same evil suit as the good <laughs> suit. You know, it's just the same sort of standard plot can, that which we is see the worst thing. And, and yet, can, you rank you rank this higher than Jacob or I. You put this at fifteen. Jacob put it at eighteen. I put it at twenty one. It's no secret that anything under seven. My top seven movies are <laughs> terrible. Not terrible. It's like I just made a stew but of this garbage is... juice, and they all fit somewhere. <laughs> a stew of nom, garbage nom, juice. Nom. Yes. This nom, one, nom, nom. This one and actually... That's what people do. <laughs> Ant, Ant-Man is one of the few that I felt was below average. Like the, I don't know why, but this one did not... Especially compared to the rest. Especially. Like, which is crazy, like because there are a few sight gags in this movie that work, and then are beat over your head multiple times. Well, no, the moment... the, moment, the train. The moment, well, that's the thing is the moment from this one that my favorite was when the when the train battle is happening on the miniature level. Yes, and then when it hits the guy and you see it from the from a regular level, it just kind of tips it, over. This is actually train. good. That's that a good made moment. me laugh. Yeah, I like how we become geeks though, and we're like inconsistent physics because nothing makes well, sense. That argument we're never goes. That? that that argument never goes very far because everyone's like, "Well, this movie's silly." Well, the, yeah. the, the thing you about know? the, the Ant Man is they made such a point of saying the reason he's so powerful is because he's able to retain his mass. He has a strength of a man. Being smaller. <laughs> yeah, but then they're able to carry a tank around in your pocket the yeah. whole time like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't make sense and everyone's called him out for it and no one cares because this is the bring it on director and <laughs> do you guys yeah yes do Peyton you guys Reed. feel that he and evangeline lily have chemistry in either of these movies you know no i don't i mean more in the second one more yeah. in the second one but this one they like kiss at the end and i'm like uh, that was an un- unearned yeah that's what you say after every date <laughs> no i have to earn those kisses <laughs> i don't have to steal my kisses uh. from you I don't have to steal my... But you're right, Ken, about the villain, because one more time, it's like, okay, I'm the bad guy. What's his name? Oh, gosh, who knows? (laughs) Yellow Jacket. Yeah, there you go, because you looked it up today. I looked it up yesterday. Yes. But it's like, hey, what's the good guy doing? I'm going to do that, too, but I'm going to make it mean, you know? And it's like, like, thanks, Marvel. Hey, remember how he can turn people into gum Mm -hmm. and and kill them? Why not sell that? Because he's trying to sell the other tech. Like, that's know, a pretty right? cool like, tool. Why not use that? Yeah. My, that's a fantastic weapon. My brother, by the way, uh, Mikey, he he always gets after me about this movie because he's like, you just don't like it because you would have liked it better if it were directed by Edgar Wright. Correct. And I'm like, no, I'm like, that's not true because I don't know what his movie would have been. You would have liked it, though. I don't yeah. know. It'd have been better. You would have liked There's it. There's some Edward Edgar Wright movies I don't like. Blasphemy. Wow. <laughs> uh, bacon sells over, everybody. <laughs> Good night. Jeez. <laughs> 
And then next up at number 17, we have Avengers Age of Ultron, the lowest rated Avengers in our Bacon Cell approved rankings. So Kim put this at number 15. No, sorry. Joel put it at 15. Kent put it at 21. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't like this one, Kent. And then I put it at 17. You know what's good about this movie? The trailer. Ha! <laughs> And that is it. No, this is this movie was one that I watched, and I'm like, that was good. And I watched it the second time. I'm like, that's nope, not as good. It's not so good. It yeah. wasn't as good the second time through. But the problem is, I feel like a lot of, of after Avengers movies, like the movies after this one, hinged on this movie. Like, it's all about Tony screwing up and creating Ultron. It's all about the Sokovia Accords, Scarlet Witch, like all that. I feel like Bucky. they purposely tried to rope in and make this one more significant, even though it failed. I mean, Thanos had the same plot as as Ultron. And why was Ultron a physical robot when he could have controlled every electronic in the world? Why was he trying to raise a city to drop a city? He could have done anything. (laughs) Anything. He's one of the worst villains. I like James Spader's voice, though. I like his voice. I like his cocky attitude. He was a snarky robot. That's so dumb. In a way, it makes it more difficult, though, because it's like, oh, there's potential there, which is why the trailer works, right? Because you're like, hey, there's some ominous nature to the We get the creation of vision of this one, too, which was a lot of fun to see. And it didn't make a lot of sense. No, and, and it didn't make much sense. My actually, my moment, my favorite moment of this one is Vision when he's carrying the hammer. Like, can we trust him? And he's carrying the hammer, and I'm like, ha ha. Okay, but can I remind you of a few moments? No, the discussion when they're this is a good one before Kent says the bad ones, right? Is when they're talking about Mjolnir and they're all giving it tries. I was and like, then Captain America is able to budget. Yes, and you yeah. get Thor's face like, ooh. Yeah, that was a great part. Sun's getting real low, big guy. Yeah, so they have, but they have a way of calming Don't try the whole down. That so away. what? No, there's a love thing going on there, and it's weird. It, it is a weird relationship. Also, when Black Widow Black says, Widow I'm a Hulk. monster too because I'm sterile. <laughs> that happens what? in the movie. That's not a direct quote. Oh, I will find the quote for you. She says, I know what it's like to be a monster. That's exactly it. Thor's <laughs> fever, tre- fever dream in a hot tub. You guys remember that? Yeah. Was that, that Age of Ultron? Yes. I was thinking that was Thor too. Nope. Yeah, that's Age of Ultron. And mm. then also... Quicksilver, I'm happy he died because I didn't care for his performance in that movie, but you didn't see that coming. Like, that was, it was dumb. It didn't work at all. Mm. Yeah, he, he was. Are we, we going to let Kent just keep bashing the higher we get? Well, these are the lower ones. These, I know, are, so. lower. these we're, are lower. We're getting up. I'm going to defend. We're getting I, can't, I can't defend Age of Ultron much. It's don't like, even try. Yeah, it's like it almost worked in theory. You don't think I've been excited about this show, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> Number 16 on our list from. This year, not very long ago, is Captain Marvel. So this one had moving a, on. What's, uh, what's <laughs> no, the next no, one? no. This one had a budget of one hundred and fifty-two million, and it made one point one billion. Low budget, high return, mostly worldwide. Wait, what was? What did they spend? Uh, they spent one hundred and fifty-two million, and okay. they made Disney 1. pumped 1. about that is crazy. Disney pumped in about seven hundred million of their own money into this movie. So uh, here's seven hundred million. Yeah, Jacob, can I confess <laughs> something to you? Okay, you liked so it better than you said. I kept telling Kent I wasn't going to see it. Because he didn't get to see it with I, us, I didn't remember. see it with you guys because you went to the screening and I was like, I don't want to see it. I'll see it later. I'll just see it after. And we yeah. were doing the show and I'm like, I can basically, yeah, I, right. I heard your review. I'll basically do it. But then I was like, I'm going to go see it in secret. And then I'm going to come to the show like Jacob and be like, guys, guys, I saw it. And I was going to be <laughs> Except, all proud I already, of it. I already heard you talking about it though. Except for the fact that I was like, you hadn't brought it up. Had you seen it? Like you didn't ask mm-hmm. me if I was going to see it. And I was like, it's not going to work on the show. So yeah, okay. I didn't get to do the joke, but I had this whole big plan ready for this one. Sorry. I but I asked. saw it. I went alone by myself to the theater and watched this like a creeper. So Mike, <laughs> and then yeah, you didn't, you didn't rank it very highly. What did you do? What do we have here? Uh, Joel number 19, yeah, number low. 19. And I did number 11. You liked this one a lot. And well, I, I, I mean, I think really it's middle. We thought like, about this one. This, Eleven is literally right in the middle of the Jacob, pack. Jacob, I'm letting you right know right now. With Endgame, mm-hmm. this is probably the most throwaway movie that doesn't matter. 
It doesn't yes. really matter the overall story. You could throw this one away, and it really wouldn't matter other than you say, "Hey, here's Captain Marvel appearing in it." Well, if I can, if she I can powers. admit something right now, I having watched Endgame recently, I like Captain Marvel less now, <laughs> having seen Endgame. Like yeah. it, it kind of oh, finger it kinda, boop. Oh, no, I want a head boop. Silent head boop. Silent finger boop. Silent boop. <laughs> that wasn't it, silent it, or no. a finger boop. <laughs> And that, and I mean, and plus Brie, Brie Larson being kind of a weirdo doesn't help either. But well, and she does. It's a bad performance. It is. It's, a, very it's a bad performance. So it is. It's a cobbled together storyline that we like. I really don't. This sounds dumb, and I know that because all these stories are made up storylines. But I'm like, it just felt like it was like the shoehorned. Oh. Hey, let's do a prequel and put Samuel. Let's put Shield Origins in yes. here. I'm like, I never really cared about. But they Shield. always have to bring in a second person. Like that's their formula yeah. now, yeah. and it works. Honestly. So my quote for my original review is: It's ironic that this movie about a hero rediscovering her memories will be the most forgettable flick in the MCU. This sluggish experience feels less like a complete movie and more like the definition of a cinematic shoehorn. Hey, that shoehorn. said, great soundtrack. Well, except for <laughs> except for when they start playing "I'm Just a Girl" during the final battle. What was like, that forced? I don't. I don't it understand. Felt like I was like, yeah. "Wow, that's really on the nose here," and it just felt like the whole time I was watching it, going, "It's just hard to connect to her because she has no connection to others. Like she's disconnected, so I felt disconnected." Well, there's the whole amnesia thing, and she's trying to. It. it I mean, it's a hard spot to be in, honestly, because yeah. she she comes kind of she comes off really like an android a bit. Yes, but yeah. honestly, I enjoyed I enjoyed the movie though because it does have some some virtues for me that I that I like that it came at it from it's, a different angle. I don't think it's a bad movie. I just was like, eh, it's a throwaway. Like it really was average. It felt weird to do an origin story this late in the game. It did. It did. Although, and the other thing too is I, there was some satisfaction for me just seeing a woman be that powerful in the Marvel universe because she was pretty killer. And I like the idea that she was a fearless, you know, pilot and stuff like that. So it like it's like what Green Lantern should have been in some ways is that there was a fearless element and then it was rewarded. I guess, but it just it, it, like her friend, her uh, her Earth friend. Her earthy friend. Uh, her you mean the friend. one that left Rambo. her daughter to go to space? Oh my gosh, that drove me so nuts. Wait, her, you, didn't, you didn't like the friend? No, she was so... like I did not like her acting at all. Every time she was on the screen, Holy I was annoyed. Cow, really? I thought she was really good. Like, like, I thought she every, grounded it I thought everyone me. else was kind of average, and then she came out and I'm like, there's the sour note. Not a fan of that performance You didn't right like there. her, Kent? Eh. I didn't hate her as much as Joel, but... I didn't hate her. I just was like, that was the Honestly, it was, she was the only actor in that in that that scene when she's like i don't even remember you like i don't even know you anymore yeah i felt like she brought gravitas to it no i, I didn't but when she's one. like hey hey babe go to bed i'm gonna go to space and probably die so i'm just gonna leave you here <laughs> as soon as the scene came on where the the daughter was like mom you have to go you have to go and i was like oh they're writing this in so there's a justification to go yeah otherwise it makes no sense and it it's super no morally wrong also <laughs> i guess we're, we're kind of getting spoilers for a fairly recent movie that's still in theater so we should be careful but we that's over we've done it <laughs> <laughs> this movie made over a billion dollars. Spoiler alert for what happened yeah. to Nick Fury's eye is a cat scratch. I still can't decide if I like that or if it's stupid. It just, it's just stupid. It kind of kills him. Yeah. Like he didn't feel like Nick Fury to me the whole time of the movie. He's like, who's a good kitty? Who's a good kitty? And I'm like, that's not Nick Fury. Right. And I know it's that true. years of it's Nick Fury in the 90s. You I know. guess, you know, everything was crazy in the 90s. But I'm like, do we really need to see Coulson and Nick Fury's origin story? No. Do we really need to see a cat hacking up a tesseract? No. Do we need to see an Australian squirrel? Yes. <laughs> no. I liked him. He was fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, overall, I was just kind of meh by this one. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was kind of in the middle. It is in the middle. Of course, I put it in the middle like it should be, and you guys put it at number. But keep in mind, my average goes all the way near the bottom. It's only the bottom two on my list that were below average. Do you know what, 19. Do you know what movie is apparently slightly better, but not? Let's hear it. Our number 15, 
Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Now, you punks, this uh, was in my top 10. That's silly. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was in my top 10. Captain I Marvel thoroughly enjoyed that. Ga- it was, I, I put it as number 9. Kent put it as number 20. Yes. Jacob 20? put it as number 16. I hated it. <laughs> I hated this 16 movie. is about right for me. 20, that's pretty bad. So this one had a budget of 20, 200 million and it made 863 million. This movie was almost, one almost extended like joke about anatomy. <laughs> that's how I view this movie. No. I'll never watch it again. Uh, this was fun. This I, was so much fun. It had some strong elements for me, but ultimately it's a, a 16 for me. But yeah, uh, Kurt Russell comes in. I actually thought he did a good performance. It was interesting. There was some threat. Like he was threatening to me. Well, his, his whole plan. Wait, he was Captain Exposition. All he did was talk about what has gone you on. You would too if you were a celestial. Yeah. But no, but that doesn't make any sense at all. Jabber, jabber, jabber. jabber. It makes sense to me, a celestial. <laughs> No, I no, this one was one where I, I felt like in the first movie they were still trying to get their footing. It was fun, it was good, but I, I like this I like Guardians of the Galaxy two actually a little better than Guardians of the Galaxy Volume this One. Three fourths of this movie they try to find their footing because they had a little villain force out there, the golden people, and then they just walked around a planet for a long time. No, for and the, that was it. From the opening credits with the with the battle, the with the multicolor creature and the music and everything, I just was lo- I loved that. Like just jumping into it. And then the final battle I thought was a lot of fun to watch. Like this was this to wow. me, this was a fun movie. A good movie? Maybe, but a fun a summer blockbuster. Like this is what I think. Did, have you, have you watched be. it since the theater? I have. Hmm. Yeah, I still like it. Man, I just cannot relate to your experience yeah, at all. Yeah, neither. Well, get some joy in your life. I got a cavity in my brain. I enjoyed Captain Marvel. Where's your joy? When, come on. Oh, joy in Captain Marvel? Yeah. This yes. is much more joyful. Listen, if you weren't so dark, Kent, you'd understand. I'd Which watch. is more joyful? Captain Marvel. Oh, please. <laughs> Captain Marvel was dull. This movie was cringeworthy bad. No. It was cringeworthy. This was hilarious. Frequent cringing. Do you want me to do a Drax impression again? Because I'll do a Drax impression. I want you just to imagine. Famously. <laughs> I imagine when you... Giant turds. <laughs> now I want you to that imagine. is this movie. Imagine the moment when he finally gets to play catch with his dad with the energy ball. And it's so oh. corny, but that's what makes it hilarious. You know what's cool? I love that When your part. dad says, hey, I had to kill your mom. Look, I'm David Hasselhoff. <laughs> no, that David Hasselhoff part was a little weird. But that part when he mentions his mom, that was a gut punch. Like I had an emotional response to that because I was like that jerk mm. so guardians of the galaxy okay. volume 2 deflated i'm a fan number 14 for some reason you guys put doctor strange remember there was a doctor strange movie it's, no actually yeah it's kind of forgettable <laughs> but actually, you put it up of 14 i actually call this the iron man reboot because that's yeah. essentially what this that is, is what jacob like. put this in his top 10 what number no i didn't you did number 10 oh number 10 okay so jake doesn't like <laughs> any more than nine movies <laughs> Uh, this had a budget of 165 million and made 677 million. We're, almost all these movies are making about 600 to 800 million. Yeah, up until I ranked this the best out of all three of us. Yes, you did. Wow, wow. which is funny because it's why, kind Jake? of a it's a paint by number superhero movie. You yeah. know, here's here's why. Actually, I do have a reason. Is because there the wasn't there wasn't there a, a lot of cool visuals. There was cool visuals, that's for sure. But it was the ending for me. They didn't go the climactic kill punch all. Out. Yeah, there was no punch out. Yeah. He literally outsmarted him. It was logical hold on, hold on. to me, and I got into it, and I was like, "Thank you for doing." Why that. didn't so he do when it to he Thanos thought, in Infinity War? In Infinity War, why didn't he do that to Thanos? <laughs> Jake, I, well, that's what we kept wondering. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Fantastic Four two when they fight the big space cloud Galactus? Yes. That's Dormammu. That's precisely what I, I see. I disagree. I'm agreeing with Jacob on this one. The, I like the ending. I like. I love it when they're able to outsmart the villain rather than just punch the villain. Because if General Zod, sorry, it felt. Uh, oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> it was still gritty though, because uh, what, whatever the bag, big bad dude's name is, Dormammu. Wait, I, that Casilius. 
Okay, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's Doctor Strange. <laughs> whatever. Uh, so no, all the deaths that he have, like, because you hit, because you have to have a couple of things for an ending for a superhero, right? There has to be self sacrifice, right? Okay. Resurrection, redemption, and all those things. And he did all of that without the traditional sort of punch out violence. And and man, it was still like gritty and kind of mean, like because he kept dying over and over again. Like, that was for me. It, I like he, the it was like okay, full story arc. He's become selfless. No, and I like the I like the ending, but it was just the the paint by numbers origin story that I kind of went okay. We've seen this. That's why yes, this is kind of. I agree with that. Part. This was middle of the road for me. This wasn't one of the worst ones. It was an average. Do you one. guys remember that Rachel McAdams was in this movie? I do. Isn't that weird? It's funny to think what of her as the MCU. What does she do in this movie? She's they there. so underutilize her here. I yeah. think she maybe thought she was going to have a larger well, role, and she maybe like she's Doctor like Strange the Natalie movie. Portman from Thor. Everyone like, was underutilized in this movie. Yeah, I mean, except for that why? magic robe that took out the main villain with Caecilius. You know what I would have done? I, I, I would have rated this higher had they just let Benedict Cumberbatch use his British accent. They should have because his American accent. I'm just like it doesn't sound yeah, right. Good. He's Tony Stark without the likability, without the charm. Yeah, that's fair to say. And the British would have made him different from Tony Stark a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why Doctor Stephen Strange had to be an American. He doesn't. Yeah, and he is kind of a deus ex machina with the time stone because he could do anything, but he doesn't really do anything. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Thanos calls him out for that in Infinity War. It's like, why didn't you use your greatest weapon? And we're like, yeah, why didn't you use your greatest weapon? You know, you've got an Infinity yeah. Stone <laughs> around your neck, you know? <laughs> Wibbly wobbly. Yeah. Timey wimey. Use that crap, man. Wake up. All right, our next one coming in at number 13, Captain America. The first Avenger from way back when. 13, like the 13 colonies of America. This feels mean. It does feel mean because this was in my top 10. This is my number 11. This is my number 8. It was my number 15. So you're the one that pulled this down. I did pull it down. (sighs) This is about as average a movie as you can find. It really is true. No, no. This this is one that's like, it's an origin story done right. And yes, we've seen it a dozen times since then, especially. I actually really like the story. It's just dry. I just really, I watched this one just fairly recently. I watched this one fairly recently with my kids. It is. It is dry. I thoroughly enjoyed watching it again. Yeah. I love the character. I love the story. I love the moment. And this is one of my favorite moments of when uh, Tommy Lee Jones is like, remember he's in this franchise. Uh, Tommy Jones is like, you know, they're gone, they're dead. And he's like, no, and he go get some. Then he walks back into camp. I love that moment. It's a great moment. And seeing the good heart of Steve Rogers and him and the giant the head grade, on a skinny body. And good some effects, creepy CG body. Good effects that was bad effects because that head is too big for that body. <laughs> well, it's just, <laughs> it it's, is eerie. This is the same director as Jumanji in Jurassic Park 3 and Honey and Shrunk the Kids oh, but, oh, and The Rocketeer. Okay. See, he, I think he was so going for the serialized look that at times, I mean, it looked good. It looked like it needed to be The Rocketeer, mm-hmm. but it didn't land. Like it was actually really cheesy. The Red Skull was not intimidating in the least. At one point, he's so mad at the good guy that he drives his car to this crash site and he goes, Ah, and screams into the camera and you're just like it's a comic book you're not scary at all he is a super nazi what's scarier than a super nazi yeah I wish, apparently everything <laughs> honestly i wish and i very rarely wish this because i want i think the characters especially the villain should die at the end you know or yeah. whoever's supposed to but when they actually killed him i thought that's too bad i wanted him to have a second chance are we going to talk about anything good about these mid-range movies because mm-hmm. you guys are just bashing on every I will single say this. movie i will say this casting chris evans great Great choice. He makes a great Captain He America. was a big sure. surprise playing uh, the Human Torch in Fantastic Four 1 and 2. By the way, oh, good. And he's, he's, you know, he is this new Boy Scout for this series. I read yeah. something about Will Smith almost having this role. 
I could see that. I could see them trying for that. Yeah, I think he yeah. he turned it down Good for little. something. But also yeah. Peggy Carter, great as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She definitely was charming. Haley Atwell yeah. in that role. Uh, this one, by the way, 170 million for the budget, but it only made 370 million. Not the lowest grossing of that's the because Marvel it didn't have the global audience. Yeah, it didn't. In fact, they had to call this the first Avenger because that's to the way they released attention. this movie yeah. overseas because it can't be called Captain America. And people people, hate people aren't going to be the rah 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 Captain America in another country, maybe. But I honestly, after seeing this, I said, well, I see no potential for this character and as we'll see later in this, i loved it as we know the movies we have not mentioned uh the, the amazing potential honestly this is actually this is probably my second favorite origin story of the entire series really yeah ah if, if only there were really if only there was more emotion to it because yeah. i didn't like when, I when bucky dies i was like eh, okay my kids were sad they were like that's his friend and i'm like i know right so <laughs> it's cute yeah Maybe just open your hearts. You know, once it's in never a while, good guys. to watch movies with kids, right? Because <laughs> I love watching movies with my kids. Okay, my heart was open, and then it got really thirsty. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> it's dry. Because it's, it's dry. It's Captain America. I thirsty, what Jacob. Saying. What the kids are saying these days. That is what they're nope. saying. Nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> That's America's. <laughs> America's what? <laughs> Ken got it after a second. <laughs> <clears throat> so our number twelve is. Thor. Thor. So we have Captain America and Thor so close together. These they do. 2011 you this one. You put Thor in your top 10. It didn't make Jacob and I's top 10. Okay. So maybe you speak positively about this one. For change. When I first saw this, I thought it was average beyond belief. But in the scheme of things, huh, I like it a lot more it's, than that. It's Kenneth Branagh. Branagh. It had some yes. art to it. You well, because it's, it's a Shakespearean yes. drama yeah. in a comic book movie. Like the whole the battle between father and son. Like Thor, I don't know if you guys remember this. Thor is a jerk at the beginning of this movie. He's yeah. a cocky jerk who's like, you're an old man and a fool. And then he gets cast out and has to humble himself and learn to be a better person. Yes. It's With, the fact that they're fighting in New Mexico at the end. That's, that's, that's just uh, loses giant giant Everyone robots. brings that up, but I have no problem with that, with it's, the Enforcer uh, coming it's, down. It's one of these movies where they're like, hey, other movies have a lot of destruction. We're going to fight in a ghost town. And I was like, where's so the you stakes? prefer a high body count? Totally. It's not, well, it's, <laughs> it's not a, superheroes. It's not Why about there be a high body it's count. It's not about Think the collateral about it, damage. It's not about the collateral damage. It's about him coming to destroy Thor. That's all the enforcers they're sent to do. He's not there to, to but, but take over the you world. You as the audience feel nothing. There's no thrill to it. I felt something. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, what was it? it? No, I was <laughs> I was stressed out because I'm like, how's he going to defeat this guy? It's a robot with a laser face. It's That's really enforcer. what it came down to. I don't know why you guys are bashing on this. This is our number 12. I, I will say this. Like, I ranked it higher than you guys because I like the mythology. Yeah, me too. Me I too. like that it it's set up this character that honestly has, between all three of the movies, maybe has 1.3 good movies. But still... I like the setup and honestly introduced Loki, who was the only credible villain for a long time in the MCU. But then they kind of made him not as a villain. Still, anymore. though, as an actor, he carries so many of these movies and became yeah. a fan favorite. Oh, yeah, definitely. So there's a lot sure. this movie does right. I think the intro, I wish they spent more time on Asgard, which is why I'm a little bit kinder to the dark world. And Kenneth Branagh pulls it off because he he's a good director. It's artistic. There, there's a great beauty and scenery to that whole movie. And it's, right. it's kind of a pleasure to, to look at, which is it is. Yeah, which is for Except me for, why why it's a little better than uh, First Avenger. OK, yeah. Because you hate America. Uh, our number 11 is Black Panther, surprisingly, which is the highest scoring on Rotten Tomatoes with 97%. Black on Panther 97. is 97. Almost perfect. That's as high as Love and Friendship. A budget of $200 million made $1.3 billion. So this one did quite well. Really well. So uh, Black Panther is one of those movies that I feel like is an origin story done right. It just came so late that it was like, 
yeah, we know this story. Yeah. If it weren't for Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger, this would be a lesser ranked movie. But he made a good villain because he had a rightful claim to the throne. He makes this movie great because I would say... He just said it was great, Joel. He did. Yeah, it's good. Where'd, uh, you, where'd you put this one, Kent? I put it as number 10. Actually, you top did. 10. You put it in your top 10. Jacob, you put it as 9. I'm the one that dropped it out. I think 13. Chadwick Boseman is kind of bland in this movie. He is. He is bland. But... Well, and it's kind of weird that his character is established in Civil War as Black Panther, and then he gets his powers in the. I feel movie like I feel well. like his character is supposed to be bland, though, right? Is he's just like yeah, but that's not good for the audience, right? Like you may can't all be Tony Stark, but as your protagonist, True. you need to develop. I, I think the reason why you I like can't have your main character, the one that carries the franchise, be flat. Well, I think the reason I liked this movie is because it was it was unique. It was a unique setting. It had cool visuals. Like it was. A little, it was something we Wait, hadn't seen the before. PlayStation visually. 2 graphics, <laughs> I, uh, not the ones at the end, with okay. the, but with the black, with the purple the panther rhinos? versus the gold panther. The okay. rhinos were so bad. No, you're right though. Wakanda is a great concept. Yeah, honestly, this it hidden is. world with the vibranium that cures everything. Do you, yeah, the vibranium <laughs> is crazy. But do you know? I wish this movie were like. So the director is a great director. Ryan, some great a lot with Ryan black Coogler. panther. Ryan Coogler. If this movie was more grounded, and yes, you need the city behind you and everything, but if it was more grounded with the hand-to-hand combat, you know, all the trials they go through and everything, this would have been so much better. Well, like the the, the battle scene and it became in the a superhero casino movie. with the, wait, what parts would make it better? Grounded? If how? it was what grounded fights, like for example, you know when they're fighting over the waterfalls and uh-huh. stuff. How is that not grounded? grounded? What do you mean? No, he's, like he's, those, talking, he's it, talking the end. If it, the end battle gets that. a little crazy. Okay, okay, yes. okay. Because I, I or the car chase, the casino, which is ludicrous. The casino fight was a lot of fun to watch. That that with was a moment. Yes. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, this one is, is one I actually did enjoy. So, and it seemed like it had more to say than any other Marvel movie. It did, like especially so? like the last line of Killmonger. I'm like, that's really solid. Well, because the whole point is like you have this this hidden society that's keeping their technology from the world, and they think they're the good guys, and they're like, maybe you're not. This is one of the few, maybe even I don't know if I'd say only, but definitely one of the few. Marvel movies where I left and continued to think about it. Okay. You know, like I contemplated it. And, and that was a, that was a relief because there's some of these, even ones that I've ranked higher than this one where you watch it and you're like, cool. And yeah. then, you know, there's nothing really to think about. This, yeah. this also was one of those where the jokes didn't land at all for me. Like they really tried. A obviously, couple of the, them did, but one of those. That was a bad one. That was like so a Logan bad. Paul like that line. Was, that was a dated reference Africa. when the movie came out. Yes. So there you go. That's our number 11. And now we're getting into our top Joel, 10. Do you, do you feel better now? We said nice things, both of us. I'm kind of feeling better because you guys the whole time were like, this is terrible. I'm gonna this say, is terrible. This is our number three and I hate it. I'm going to say nicest things from now on. Sure. Yeah, this is how it goes. Sure. Because sure. we're in the top. What did you say? Top 10? We're in the top 10. Bacon Cell approved Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. All right. Our number 10 is... The Incredible Hulk from Which 2008. Is Kent's fault. I'm going to speak to this one because Kent. This is Kent's number three. He pulled this one up because otherwise it would, have, it would have been somewhere way in the up number three. Defend yes. yourself. This sir. is this is the lowest scoring on Rotten Tomatoes with 67 percent and the lowest grossing with 263 million dollars. Hey, Joel, Budget of 137 million only made 263 million. That low Rotten Tomato score badge of freaking pride. Badge of Frigga Pride right there. <laughs> Frigga. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I become a Marvel hipster because this is the forgotten Marvel movie because it is. It has Edward Norton as the Hulk. Who? And that story is not really referenced. The Abomination story as well. I mean, except for William Hurt, who they used in Civil War. Mm-hmm. This is the forgotten movie. But when this movie came out, one month after Iron Man, I saw it and I said, okay. It was one month after? One month. Yeah. One month after. Yeah. I said, it doesn't feel like Iron Man. Like there's not as much comedy. Um, but I, I truly respect Edward Norton as an actor. There's a lot of Brazilian swearing. And I will say the intro for this movie is phenomenal. 
And even mean, though there's well, okay, okay, I don't remember. You the say intro, intro chase. Oh, okay. The chase. I and thought you were talking about like the fact that they they don't do an origin story here. They don't. The origin is in the opening credits, and then they just jump into the story. Of the Thank whole goodness, like, you know it. Five years before, we saw a horrendous Hulk movie with Ang Lee's Hulk, just dreadfully slow. And this movie said, you know what? Not a cartoon. We're going to obscure this guy, and when you see him, you will be afraid. And I was afraid of the Hulk in this movie. You like went I, yourself three times he in was, the theater. Yeah, I absolutely did. This character is absolutely menacing, and we have not seen him be this menacing. Again. Well, I mean, they had the director of Now You See Me and the Brothers Grims- Grimsby behind it. Ugh. I mean, this is the same guy that did the know, Transporter and Transporter 2. Do you know Kent, we had who we had behind Clash it? Of the Titans. That's his best movie in that whole list. <laughs> this was actually a good <laughs> movie, and then Kevin Feige ruined it. He basically said, hey, cut this, cut this, cut this, because it was an actually more serious movie, mm-hmm. which people generally don't like in the MCU, but I would have loved it even more. Can, and, and I will say this. It does fall into the trope you don't like, though. Which is the same monster, same hero? Yeah, yeah. It really does. But guess what? It makes sense for the Hulk because the Abomination is an established character. My And and honestly, with the Hulk, there needs to be destruction. You can't just go to some random... My biggest problem with this whole movie is at the end, he yells Hulk smash. Oh, that was payoff. That was fan service. I was like, Ugh. They've done this in every movie, I Jake. I liked it. My, uh, my kids cheered at that point. And I was like, uh, you guys, watch this with children. Watch this movie with children. You might have a better time. Maybe. Uh, by the way, I, my most memorable moment—not <laughs> my most my most memorable moment from this movie—is when he kicks Tim Roth into the tree. Yeah, because it was like, holy, that that just happened. Like he just demolished that guy. But I bad. I love this because this is Edward Norton trying to control this inner side, and it's ugly, and he wants to fight it with everything he has. Edward Norton can, is a better Hulk. Honestly, can, to be fair, can I, can I play my hand for for all MCU? I think I'm a little mad at the MCU. 10 years later, 11 years later, mm-hmm. because Edward Norton's not in it. <clears throat> because if he was in the Avengers, if, if I was, got to see him act alongside Robert Downey Jr., I would be stoked. Maybe he wasn't such a prima donna. Well, he's an actor. He's a good actor uh, that I, cares. Can, can also I read a you? Donna. So I went through and I grabbed my original reviews yeah. for all these, which was fun because some of these I'm like, wow, I like that much more than I thought I did mm-hmm. or vice versa. This one, my review, it's like mm, three, two sentences long. Standard superhero movie. The acting was good. The special effects were good, but it just wasn't dot, 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 incredible. Three stars. <laughs> That's still a pretty good review, though. Yeah, it's yeah, average. It it's yeah, fine. It's average. And but uh, I, I rewatched this one because I'm like, can I really hold it to that standard? And while it's not a great movie, I really enjoy it. This one, is the one only one. Few. This is the only Marvel movie I own. Uh, really? Yeah. What? I know. It's right there. Yeah, it's the only one I own. Well, I own. We'll I have own to buy some for you. I, I own maybe. Th- oh, please no. Three of these or four, but okay. I don't own that many. I like that Joel's ranking's fourteen. Kent three, me thirteen. Yeah, you know? and Kent's three. <laughs> and we're both down about by each other. Yeah. This one, I, I don't know. I, I do enjoy this one, but I will admit it's it doesn't feel like the same. This is one of the few Marvel movies without any sort of uh, mid credits or closing credits. Yeah, it's just right after the movie ends. It they just show Robert Downey. It Jr. just misses magic, is what it misses. It like, needed a little more oomph. Yeah, but and yet yeah. it's our number ten. Would you guys think this is a better movie if it were outside of the MCU? If this were just a Hulk movie like the two thousand three? No, because one? I thought it was <laughs> outside of the MCU for a while. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, guess oh what? yeah, this is tight. I think in. it's better for it because it's not the same comedic tone the entire way. It through. doesn't need to be the same comedic it tone. Feels like something different. Our number nine is Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> I rank this as my number 14. Which is way too low. Or 15. But I know you don't like it. I think so too, because you didn't like this one because it was, it turned into a comedy. It's a joke about shake weights. Which was awesome. This is Jacob's number four. Number four. I love this one. And I gave it a number 10, so this is right about where I put it. The best thing this movie did was cut Thor's hair. (laughs) 
<laughs> that was a relief. Yeah, right. It was hideous before. <laughs> yeah, I, really I thought okay, so I thought Hella was a was a good villain. I thought that like being her sister and her her whole thing of like Odin is as good isn't as good as you guys are making him out to be. I really like good that mythology. Whole thing. I like that mythology. A it lot. is cool mythology. And the the best moment for me was obviously I just kind of did it, but the part when Immigration Song by Led Zeppelin starts playing when he gets his mojo back twice, kind of amazing, three times, and he comes at the end. Twice. I was just like, yes, I know him from work. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> no, the, from the opening moments of this movie where he's spinning around and he's in the you know skeleton man's yeah. cave. And I'm like, I'm gonna like this because it's, it's so like goofy. It's, Skeleton Man. I don't remember it's a cartoon. Well, I mean, think about you the, said Skeleton Man. Yeah, that's how great this movie is. He's, he's in Skeleton Man's cave. I don't know the name the, of the guy they killed in the, the, in the, the first ten minutes. Talking to Jake, he was here. in the <laughs> Skeleton yeah, Man's cave. I don't remember this. Crap. But here's the thing: if you guys notice the progression, though, like Thor: The Dark World, the most serious of the Thor movies, perhaps was at the bottom. Yeah. The one that was the origin story, maybe, you know, the more straightforward drama, mid-range. And then the goofy comedy Thor, when they finally realized what Thor could be, is our highest rated one. It's in our top They also embraced Chris Hemsworth's skill set in this one, which I appreciate. Yeah, like his humor side from Ghostbusters. He's funny. Mm -hmm. The dude has good comedic timing. Yeah. And And he brings gravitas too. And I think Taika Waititi was the right choice for director too. I agree completely. His his feel for this movie was so different from the others, but it, it worked. If he does another Marvel movie, I'll be delighted to watch it. Yeah, this felt like an improv movie. It, it a lot of it was, I bet. You know, oh, there's an improv comedian here, right? Because it's funny. <laughs> yeah. What are you saying? Yeah. What are you saying? You're saying improv is terrible. Watching you is great. I, I am an, I <laughs> am an, been in this I am an improv though. comedian, but also I realize the value of screenwriters, and it bugs me when, especially like Iron Man two and Iron Man three, do it a lot where mm-hmm. they're just riffing with each other, and you can tell. Yeah. It's not as clever as it could have been. This uh, one uh, budget of 180 million made 100, 854 Ooh. million. Uh, quite well. Comic nerd in me says this ruined two major plots, two major events for Marvel, the Marvel universe. What did it ruin? Uh, actual Ragnarok, where the world is destroyed and it makes it makes it feel heavy. Okay, this means this was heavy. What? This was a comedy. This was a comedy. But they got it ruined with, the world with serious tones, is what it was. Yeah, and the planet planet Hulk storyline as well. No one cares which about is the planet Hulk storyline. People do actually care about it. Movie fans <laughs> don't know about eyes. it. You don't you feel see like his white I, eyes did, what I did. I did. No, what they did is they compiled <laughs> stories. So they said he took that babe for sure. You make <laughs> it a comedy. Wait, and how, I, how I did it ruin that storyline though? Because I thought that was kind of satisfying is to see him fight in the arena together and stuff like pulling from that. It's it's not meant to be a comedy. There is a whole serious story oh, about Hulk. It's Gladiator. So because it's, it's Gladiator with comedy. Hulk, honestly. Okay. okay. Yes. Which will maybe we'll get that movie eventually. No, we never will. Yeah, but the serious ones weren't working though. You know, it's agreed. But I wish I could have seen them because they are cool comic storylines. I mean, it'd have to be outside the same. But universe. this isn't that. This is a colorful, energetic popcorn flick. That's but, what this but movie's supposed to weird. be. It's like they said, and look, it's smart of them. But it's like they said, ah, uh, the no one likes the Thor movies. The first one, number one, and number two. What do we do? Make it a comedy, and it worked for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel tonally accurate. I liked it. That's why it's in our top well, ten. Number nine. <laughs> number eight. We have Avengers Infinity War. So one of the more recent I've ones. I've heard of that one. It, it made our top 10. So what did this do well, fellas? Why don't you say something nice about this for a change? It's a solid team-up movie. You know what? And I've said this on the show before, is I'm just, I'm impressed. Like my hat goes off to these guys for just pulling it off. Like yeah. that's a huge, like unprecedented collaboration. Would you guys call this the Empire Strikes Back of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? If someone were to mm. force that analogy... Just because it has a bad ending, if they can't really think of a better example, sure. (laughs) 
<laughs> like how many clear, how many simulations <laughs> if, can I put in that before you admitted if, yes? Then sure, yes, <laughs> yeah, because everyone wants to have the next Empire Strikes Back, and this one really force feeds it. So a budget of three hundred million, and this made two billion, making Ooh. it the highest grossing Marvel Cinematic Universe to date. Although, I, Endgame's going to blow that out of the water. Oh, it totally will. It will. I, I will say this: um, the payoff for Thanos was great. Thanos is a solid villain. Thanos yeah. is a good villain because. His reasoning makes some sense. And you're like, well, oh, zero population is the answer, my friends. Like it doesn't population is the I answer. will say this, though, like he was a joke character that nobody knew about in Avengers one. And then we showed up in Guardians. You're like, he sits on a chair. Good job. You're really scary. But then he shows up in this movie and kicks some trash. And you're like, OK, yeah. I respect that. Yeah. He, yeah. That's the thing is they've been teasing this for a long time. Well yeah. acted. Uh, I mean, there's so much so much buildup. And yet he pulls it. He's off. a giant purple CGI character with a weird chin. And yet Josh and yet, Brolin. Yeah. Bring some weight to him where yeah. it was like, OK, this guy's got some deep thoughts going he's, on. Here. He's easily one of my favorite villains because there's, there's there's terror associated with him. Like this dude's a sociopath, a psychopath. Yeah. He's out of his mind and it's scary. You don't know what he's going to do. And the team up aspect worked really well with this when you get everyone coming together and going, it did. Like, the, grouping it together. It had a great balance as far the, as that went. Seeing the different people come together and how their personalities worked with each other. Like, for example, Star-Lord and, and Thor. It just made sense. You're like, yeah, these are two big egos. Yeah. We're going to be jockeying. Sometimes for it didn't work, though. When they had Doctor Strange and Iron Man like yeah. talking, all of those and conversations they, were forced. They hated each other. Well, it was like, no, come no, down, you guys. said it yourself. They're basically Iron Man or Doctor Strange is Iron Man, and so it's like those two personalities are not going to mix well either. But yeah, but he, the way they interacted just wasn't this, organic. This movie knew what it needed to do. I I feel like there's virtually no story, but because you know and care about these characters so much. That seeing them put together mm-hmm. in a well balanced way, you're like, yeah, that's great. I don't care. There's no story. I felt like there was com- there was many story arcs though, and that's what was satisfying for me. Like Thor's story arc, for instance, was very satisfying because he went from you one, know one eye to two eyes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. But it was a full revolution for him, like a full complete story arc that he all went he did, through. He was he reset an engine. That was his plot. Yeah, but he sacri- he sacrificed himself to do it, and then no, came uh, down he, and and when like sacrificed trash. Yeah, he, he could was, have died. <laughs> Have you seen a Marvel movie? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on for a second. Yeah, but I mean, what you did know. He do? Everyone had about 11 minutes of a plot arc, and so there's no plot in this movie, just several, but if you build that this in Endgame, then it becomes a full story. But then and you I'll get, give it that. And then you get the snap. Which is which, the whole idea. Which really is what sets this movie apart from the other, yes. from the other team-up movies, is the snap when you see people losing others. Now, whether you believe they're really going to be gone or not is beside the point. But the people acting in the moment, like when, when Rocket is saying goodbye to Groot, that's a hard moment to watch. Is it? It is because they're buddies. They're best friends. And he has to say goodbye. I just don't care. It's a, it's, it's a raccoon saying goodbye to a tree. And I was emotionally invested. Of course you were. <laughs> You're Joel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. For our number seven, ranked much too highly, is Spider-Man Homecoming. Not from ranked high 2017. enough. 2017. Not ranked high enough. This, was my, high. this was my number two. This is my number two movie. And thanks. YouTube jerks no, named it. Thanks a lot, Joel. Nine and 12. Yeah, so, I put it at 12. Joel, I remember when they announced this movie and you were not pleased. You're like another no. Spider-Man movie. And then you saw the trailer and you were totally on board. And now what? all you talk about is Tom Holland. Tom what? Holland, yeah. Tom Holland, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Tom Holland in high school. He's a babe. Something like that. Oh, that's a quote. <laughs> you forget. You forget I quote people on Twitter. <laughs> and I edit the show. So why? 
Why do you love this movie so much? It's the third iteration yeah, of this. this character. This was exactly the movie I wanted it to be. I was so worried it was going to be another. Two. That's crazy. It was going to be another kind of origin Spider-Man story we've seen a dozen times. But instead, they're just like, nope, he has his powers. Let's move on. If it's a Spider-Man it was, movie, I've seen it a dozen times. It was funny. It was clever. I really liked Michael Keaton. The car scene. I love the car scene. It's great. When Michael mm-hmm. Keaton discovers that Peter good. Parker is Spider-Man and yet uh, Zendaya is in the car, so he can't say anything. I really love that part. And overall, I just thoroughly enjoyed this movie from start to finish. You know what I like is that a member of the Avengers takes on a construction foreman. A kid takes on a construction a foreman? A member of the Avengers, as superhero, takes on a construction Remember foreman. Remember we're talking more positive about these movies now, Jacob, because <laughs> they're in our top 10. <laughs> it, you two struggle. 14. The movie, You're so critical. 14. The movie is, is very watchable, but it makes it Spider-Man feel like less unique 12, hero. 12, Jacob. You gave this 12. He doesn't oh, 12. feel like Spider-Man. Yeah, that's fair. Because Iron Man gives a teenager a suit, kind of leaves, and the suit mm-hmm. can do anything. And so he just becomes another Avenger. It's no longer Spider-Man. It's still Spider-Man to me. I love Karen. Jennifer Connelly is the AI. I really enjoyed her. Why does Spider-Man have AI? Yeah. In this movie, it makes sense. I'm not saying this is like my Spider-Man, like this is my Spider-Man of choice, sure, this, sure. this reality. I'm saying they pulled it It totally off works in the, universe, in the Marvel Cinematic though. Universe. And I'll give and, it that. And uh, now Tom Holland has actually played Spider-Man in more movies than Tobey Maguire. He's officially beaten the record. <laughs> you just made Kit mad, I think. <laughs> like this, really this and Tom, Tom Holland's a good kid too. Like he does, he does yeah. a fine job, and you know, this gave me hope for the future of the Spider-Man franchise because I thought it was kind of run into the dirt because of Andrew Garfield. But yeah, because no. it's Andrew Garfield's fault. <laughs> He's the one that created and produced that entire series. <laughs> I do feel bad for Andrew Garfield the fact that he got two movies and then was told, "Oh, you're not getting another one." Yeah, because we screwed up. Yeah. So I would have loved to seen him in a great Spider-Man movie. That would have been nice. Yeah, he wasn't in a great one. He was in good ones. Yeah, good ones. And that's it. Okay. Our number six. And I'm the one that has to say this. Mm -hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. What did you rank this one? Number six. (laughs) You guys both ranked it number six. Yeah. I ranked it number 11. It barely didn't make my top 10. Okay. Why 11? Uh, Because this was one where I felt like it got talked up too much to me. People were saying this is like, this is the best movie ever. That's so different. It's so original. It's so amazing. And then I watched it. I'm like, I really liked it. Yeah. Wasn't that good. Like, I, I think I gave this one 3.5 stars. Okay. It so really so it hit people, right? Like maybe no other movie except well, Iron Man on here. I mean, but those, those trailers, and much like Iron Man, it introduced characters and immediately made you know them. Yeah. yeah, like they so were household names. That's what I was going to say is like very few people knew about the Guardians before. And I remember when they were talking about introducing it, they're like, it's a talking raccoon. And there's a guy who's a tree who only says one thing. And I'm like, this makes no sense at all. This guy's just an earthling with a mask. What's going on here? Yeah, This movie pulled it off. I actually have no problem with this being in our top 10 because of the tonal shift it gave the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This felt different than other Marvel movies. Like just from the soundtrack to the way they did the characters to I mean, what they the, were doing. The departure, though, is usually what Kent is hating, though, because the departure is more toward the silly, yes. less serious humor. This is the first time I saw a cartoon from a Marvel movie where there is no threat. Everyone dies in this movie, but doesn't die. <laughs> everyone has a, everyone has a fake death scene. That's true. Yeah, and also the third act of this movie, just atrocious. They have the golden blanket. Our number of six. Ships. <laughs> The dance battle. Uh, Vegas Seller Proven number six. Ronan the Accuser. They're so much weak, but guess what? The principal cast, awesome. Really fun to watch. Yeah, really fun. Chris Pratt makes such a good uh, Star Lord. Like just that character. It's it's so right. I mean, any movie is going to be bettered by a great soundtrack. And the soundtrack is so much fun. 
Can I, can I say something maybe controversial? This is funny to hear you say yeah. this. I got to be positive because yeah. Joel's getting mad at me. I know, I know. Can I say something kind of controversial? Yes. No. Vin Diesel's best performance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Hold on. No, okay. Yep. Okay. I did get emotional in this movie. The we are Groot moment, when he, when he finally says we are Groot, when he's protecting all of them and sacrificing himself, got me again the last time I watched it. <laughs> Good heavens, what is wrong with my tear ducts? <laughs> a lot. That one got me a little bit. Actually, I was like, so well oh, done. that's cute. That's cute. Well, it's about an unconventional family that comes together for a united right. goal. Yeah, I yes. mean, that's the sort of story we've heard. And you know what I remember, Ken? I just remember we were talking about this movie and you were raking it over the coals yeah. like crazy. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, man? You know what you're missing? Gratitude. You need to just be grateful that this is here. Because Gratitude. this is cool. And I just remember that argument that I <laughs> yeah, gave. I think I got even more mad. Yeah, I think you did. Uh, I think you did. 100, 170 budget made 773 million. Wow. Did quite well. And now we're getting into... And our, James Gunn's back. James Gunn's back. Uh, we're getting into our top uh, five. And our number five is Captain America Civil War, which should have been called Avengers Civil War because really it was more of an Avengers movie than a, than a Captain America movie. I think that's my biggest problem with this movie is that Captain America didn't get his his, his closure. He didn't get his third arc but he didn't, in his story. I, I, but I think we all agree that maybe the Captain America movies are among the better ones in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I uh, 100% agree... But it was still just another, hey, I got to help Bucky story. Like, I didn't get to see more about the Cap. Well, okay. So, and this one was one where Civil War in the comics is very different. Very. Uh, and so I expected that going into this movie. And so I was surprised by what happened. It wasn't the, what I wanted it to be, especially the, en- the ending kind of left me a little a little twisting in the wind. Sure. But this, yeah. was one, this was one of the big ones where it was like they were pulling in so many characters. Like the airport fight was, you know, obviously the, the key focus of this it's, movie. It's weird that you bring that up. And it's because it's an amazing part of the movie. And especially this was when Spider-Man appeared in the Spider in the Marvel Universe. It's a great finally. battle. It's a great battle. It's fun to watch. Yes. Uh, $250 million for the budget. $1.2 at the box office wow. worldwide. Ken, Ken, I know you want to say something derogatory. Uh, so Go for much. It. I mean, we could talk about the plot holes. Talk, the- talk about our number five, Bacon Cell Approved, best Marvel Cinematic Universe okay. movie. The Winter Soldier. One of the best assassins on the planet. Okay, mm-hmm. he he kills the Starks. Spoiler alert! In the middle of some forest on a, a on a road, middle of nowhere, it's hard to find. There's a video camera find, in the '80s, and there is a security camera right where the car stops from the '90s, early '90s. <laughs> He's a very talented, assassin. and he kills them and shows his face so that Tony Stark sees and yeah. wants to kill him. But okay, it's so, so dumb. the mechanics behind it are dumb. But when Tony Stark finds out, when Tony Stark finds out the Winter Soldier did kill his parents, that was a good motivation for him to go against Bucky and against Captain America. Yes, the justification is bad. I will say it's, also this: not the justification, the execution is bad. It's not it the justification. Bad. He and killed his parents. I did love the guy who played the villain Zemo because I love his ending lines. But I also say yeah, that yeah, the conveniences true. of his story are the worst. The <laughs> fact that he was able to find all this out. And just kind of become a psychiatrist and sneak into Shield and all this. It's dumb, but I will say this: I like the performance enough that I oh, I let it overshadow everything. This bad. is also yeah. when you get to see Ant Man turn into Giant Man, which is a yeah. lot of fun to see him do that. Yes, this, the thing that works about this movie is it has this nice pairing of both gravitas 
and humor. I agree. This was the uh, one time where I thought, man, they're going to kill someone, and I'm finally going to like these movies, and then they didn't. <laughs> this was also the one that Kent loved when we first saw it all together, liked. and we held hands, and he loved it. Liked. And then as soon as we recorded, he and was we like, did never help. mind. We did hold hands. And then he was like, I don't like it anymore. It's like, it was like in the moment he loved it, but then he didn't want to admit it after that. Uh, Hashtag context. I just got fired from my job and I was kind of feeling down in the dumps and this movie was a nice escape. And then I realized, (laughs) oh wait, that's not very good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, coming in at number four. Number four. Number four. Is the movie that you may or may not have seen already. And we're not going to give any spoilers for this. Yeah, we're going to have to be very careful talking about this one. This is the latest Avengers Endgame Deserve a number four right here. I would agree. Uh, the acting, this is the best acting of the entire it series. It is the best acting. That's Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, like I said in our original review, are great. Do you guys think there will be any Academy Award nominations for any of the acting in this movie? No. no. Definitely not. I think it will get at least one. Really? Really. I think so, as, as a throwaway, it's not going to win. If it's the Oscars are trying to get more ratings, maybe, but it's nothing like a Black Panther sort of agenda vote. Yeah, I don't no. know. Who would get it? Uh, well, I'd rather not say. Okay. For spoiler reasons. But I feel like this one this one deserves to be here as new as it is, which, by the way, this is the highest budget with around probably $400 million. And possibly Ultron highest grossing. Was, yeah, and it's going to be and the highest what? grossing. Possibly highest grossing. Oh, yeah. oh sure. Probably. Uh, actually, Age of Ultron was the other I heard they're playing budget. it all night. Like, there's a lot of theaters that are playing it all night long. Wow. Yeah. Three-hour movies in the middle of the night sounds so miserable to me. Uh, so this one, I, I said this in the, in the baking bit, but this is a victory lap. Well-deserved, mm-hmm. well-made. I feel like they made, there's flaws in this movie, but I feel like it made a number of bold choices and that surprised me enough and that it was able to wrap up the franchise without a big tidy bow, but with enough to make me feel satisfied. It was an emotionally satisfying ending. You know, we have a lot to say. Maybe we should do a whole bacon bet on this. Yeah, <laughs> we did on Friday. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Even as someone who thinks this series is inconsistent as all get out, this is great closure. All right, is that all we want to say about that yeah, one? Yeah, I think Go that's listen all to our we can bacon say. bit. We'll get yeah, listen to the bacon there. bit. We're into top three now. Okay, our number three is Captain America: Winter Soldier from 2014. Now you guys both rank this as your number two. Yes. Whereas I put it a little lower at number seven, but we all agree this this is an interesting movie. This is a little different than a Marvel movie. Very different. It's like a political thriller with so, superheroes. Actually, so in my original review, I said it's a spy thriller in the same vein and quality as the recent Jack Ryan movie. It's a change of pace for the super, for a superhero flick, but not entirely original for any other movie. So what it did is bring in espionage and cool, uh, some cool twists, but it wasn't like the first of its kind. No, it's no. just cool to see the Marvel universe. It was. Exactly. The other thing that worked as well is that it was Captain America playing as... He's a patriot, right? He's a but, patriot, right? And so but, he's going against the man as well. So yeah. it's like a progression of his character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you get to see him not just being a Boy Scout. He's not just and, taking orders. He's like, no, I have a morality code, and that's bigger, and that's more important than your and, man code or whatever. <laughs> my man code yeah. and, and what it did is it took shield which we didn't really care about in the movies to this point like all we knew about shield is oh they have a helicarrier and there's nick fury right but then all of a sudden they're like hey here's a twist what if they've been bad all along you're like okay i'm yeah. in not bad just infiltrated by infiltrated bad. yeah uh the the scene that jumps out to me obviously is the elevator fight scene Yes, that's a great moment. It is. It is. Just it is. like when he gets in there. And I, I really enjoy it. And I feel like this is where the Russos really excelled is they took kind of the bland action from the first Captain America and they said, watch what he can do. And it became cool. It's cool. It's a yeah, cool like movie. His fight scenes are very cool. I need to watch. This is one I haven't watched recently because I wasn't able to before uh, Endgame. But I, I, I wanted to, to rank this again. one really high and I thought I can't do it unless I, I watch it again. So I watched this one over the weekend. So it's very fresh. It still holds up pretty well. It, it really does. It's not like honestly watching it. I was like. 
this isn't funny at all. Like I, I thought there would at least be jokes I'd just forgotten. No, I actually have in my my original review it talks about how there's way too many there's too many one liners in this movie. Too so many one liners? That's what I said. There's a, there's a couple and they're not very serious. Like it's they just don't land. I yeah, think they, that's they the don't problem. really land. Well, it's like they're not really committed to them. Yeah. Is what it is. It's like we're we're throwing this kind of like half hearted attempt at being casual or funny, but we're not really funny, are we? Mm-mm. Yeah. You, you know? Oh, one of my big problems with this movie was the convenient destruction at the end of the movie where they have the helicarriers above this giant like monument, but yeah. that was it. And so there was really no collateral damage. I'm like, see, okay. Okay, here's the thing. Guys. But I will say this. I do like Bucky Barnes. Like I love Sebastian Stan as yeah. the bad guy here. You know what this did? That it was the Wasp. It was uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp done right is what this was. Because you had someone who wasn't actually a villain that you're fighting the whole time. Mm-hmm. And except in Winter Soldier, it's pulled off. Like you believe Accurate. it. You know, like, okay. oh, this guy's actually serious. And in the Wasp, you're like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing, fellas. And I say this knowing I'm, I can't, I can't win. The, I don't think this deserves to be in the top three. I, I'd say Endgame deserves to be in the top three rather than Winter Soldier. Endgame doesn't stand on its own. I know, but still, just this the, movie the finality of it, I think it could. No, this one doesn't all the way stand on its own. It's got when, ties when did you on both sides. you watch this one last? It's been a while. It's been a while. But that's the thing. Is you I, put it number seven. I feel like yeah. I put it number seven. because, And that's the thing is I, I've been monkeying with this list so much. But right. I, I just feel like it should be in the top three, but it's not. Bacon Cell approved. Captain America Winter Soldier is number three. number three. Our number two is Marvel's The Avengers. In case you didn't know which Avengers we're talking about, it's Marvel's The Avengers. Or in other countries, it's Avengers Assemble. Is it? Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. The 2012 Joss Whedon one. So this is our number two. Uh, this made this budget was $225 million and made $1.5 at the box office. This is a Joss Whedon movie who, who puts his spin on it, of course, uh, which is funny because Joss Whedon used to be one of, I can say this maybe, and maybe can't, one of our favorite creators used to be. Yep. And then kind of went off the deep end and it's kind of soured his work. Can I, can I read a quote from my original review? Please do. This is the last paragraph of my review and I say... Thank you, Joss Whedon. I have a feeling you'll be directing quite a few more movies in this universe. <laughs> I'd be happy if you took on the Avengers too. <laughs> oh, because you, I hey, praise this movie highly. Can I read a sentence from my review? Yeah. My original review? This movie mixes pulse-pounding action with sharp-witted humor, and it does well. But who would have expected less with Joss Whedon at the helm? <laughs> so, so if people don't know, because when this movie came out 2012 and then he took on the sequel in 2015 Mm -hmm. he went a little nuts in 2015 he did and disney and marvel got after him and tried to get into the movie making process and he retaliated and so he really like bought his own brand in age of ultron which is why i think that fell apart so much Mm -hmm. and they kind of had to go with the russo brothers who understood the the vision and the direction of disney more right and joss whedon totally lost the plot but in this one what he did as a geek is cash the check that those yeah. first four Marvel movies he made. He gave us all the fantasy matchups we wanted, like Thor versus Captain America, Thor versus Iron Man, oh, Thor versus Hulk. Thor's fighting against everyone, apparently. Um, but this one was one where it was the team-up movie that had been building up in Phase 1. And we were. it's funny to think of us back then being like, wow, they've made all these other movies and they're building up to this one. I know. It was only Phase 1. Yeah. And we've seen like team-up after team after that. And they've done well. Have you watched this one recently? I did. Yes, it feels like a TV show. A few days ago, I don't know. I really the enjoy cinematography it. is terrible. The first act is boring, but guess what? It's still cool. 
It's I so really cool. like it. For me, this is probably the most watchable one. Like, it's so easy to watch. You know, I, Thor Ragnarok is very watchable for me as well. But mm-hmm. this one, I mean, yeah, you just sit down and you're just like brought in. And it's just it's just fantasy after fantasy and it's just fun. And I think you could jump into this one with without even watching the other phase one movies and be Man, like, yeah, I got this. The dialogue so, is so great. Like this is some of Joss Whedon's best work. Can I bring something to you guys' attention, please? So Thanos gave Loki his spear, the, the staff. Right. Has an infinity stone in it. Uh-huh. He gave that to Loki. Thanos. No, no, there's there's not Infinity Stone in it. Yeah. In the spear? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, the the Tesseract is the... It's in both. Yeah. How is it both? There can't be two stones. No, the the Tesseract is the space stone. The Mind Stone is in the scepter. Thanos gave that to Loki. Oh, I thought it was powered by the Tesseract. Thanos, who later was looking for all the stones, gave that to Loki. No, Thanos gave that to Loki on loan. He was supposed to bring it back. Sure. He he had a stone in his hands. I'm just saying. It's a little inconsistent. He may have not known. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He may have not known. Thanos... (laughs) single-minded Thanos. Okay, and, and one moment, like the one moment from this one that really stuck out to me is the hero shot. It's the classic yeah. one you see when the camera's spinning yeah. around them when they're about to start fighting. There's a great moment. It's one of those, it's one of those cheesy, this is done specifically for the audience. Why would anyone stand in a circle like this? But dang it, it was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome yeah. to see. And that's the whole movie. That is literally the whole movie is just this great hero shot over and over again. Although I have to admit, by at the end, this is one of those ones that there's really nothing to think about afterwards like right, just oh, it's, adds a period and you're good yeah yeah there's no greater themes um, and of all the marvel movies and this has continued through the avengers movies singularly is the score the, this has this the, the score. best score yeah. of the marvel universe which has continued from there and as much as kent hates it i think the hulk slamming loki around scene is one of the funniest scenes in the entire well, world. Well, no, just no, no. said Hulk should smash things. I, I don't hate that. I think it has it two... It was copied so many times, you hated people I also like Hulk it. punching Thor, but to me, though, when your two best moments from your movie are Hulk funny moments, I'm like, oh, okay, that's funny. No, it's just funny to see the, the mighty Loki, who's so you know full yeah. of himself, getting flung around oh, like a ragdoll. Oh, first time you see that, it's hilarious. Well, I mean, he shows up and he's like, I'm burdened with glorious purpose. You know, he's so full yeah, of himself. Yeah, it was a quote from our quiz. It is, it is. Yeah. I, I, I caught it when I watched the movie. I was like, oh, that's funny. But, I mean, he's like that the whole time. He's just pretentious and so in love with himself. And yeah. then the Hulk just smashes him around. Oh, it is it's satisfying. Great, it's, a great it's just part. very Joss Whedon then, you know, like in it. retrospect. And now, our number one. Our number one Marvel oh, Cinematic what Universe. What have we not talked about? The Punisher. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren stars. <laughs> oh, not Thomas Jane. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that one. That one. Yeah. yeah. Wait, um, what's the Netflix one? What's I the Netflix name? Shane. What's Shane's actor's name? John Bernthal. That's there the, it is. John Bernthal. Yeah, that's the best one. Yeah. No. Howard the Duck is our number one. <laughs> no, just kidding. It's Ghost Rider. No, just kidding. It's Fantastic Four. No, just kidding. Keep going, everybody. <laughs> Jacob, just tell us what the number one is. The number one is none other than Iron Man. Iron Man, the original Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Are we saying they peaked with number one? Yes. No. So what? you guys both rank this one as number one. I put it at number three. Also, by the way, for Avengers, we didn't say this last time. So Joel ranked Avengers at three, Kent four, me one. So we're okay. all right in there. You, Avengers was your number one? It was. Oh, okay. And Kent and I both ranked Iron Man as our number one. Absolutely. When we, where'd you put Iron Man three? You say? Iron Man three? No, Iron Man. This Iron Man, where'd you put it? Number three. Yeah. Okay. So it's our official number one, Bacon Cell approved, best Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Totally. Uh, this was a B to C list comic book character that... Disney Marvel had to use to to boost their franchise because they didn't have Spider-Man or the X-Men or even Fantastic Four. They pulled him out of obscurity. And so what they did is they brought this character who was kind of popular, had a cartoon in the 90s and semi-popular run of comics, and they made him a list. Robert Downey Jr. helped a little bit in that. He became Tony Stark. Yeah. He said $100 million in the first weekend. 
yeah. you know, out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, cause the trailer would just zinged for everybody. And word of mouth for this one was so yeah. quick. Yeah. And yeah. It was like, go watch this. It's like a comic book movie you've never seen before. Well, know? that's just it. So it's an origin story, but the way they told it, it was like, wow, this, this actually has some stakes here. Like this guy, I mean, he almost dies and then he's able to get out because he's able to create the suit. And that makes perfect sense. Yeah. This, this genius. And then just Robert Downey Jr., he he was Tony Stark before he ever played Tony Stark. Like yes, you true. see him and you're like, oh yeah, that's Tony Stark. And then seeing the origin, how it happens, the villain maybe not the strong. Obadiah Stane maybe not the strongest villain in the he's, franchise. He's ter- that's why it's not my number one. But it's it makes sense. The villain sucks. But it this. makes sense to me that it's like he's trying to outdo him. My only complaint about this movie when it came out was the climax of the movie is five minutes long and it's a doppelganger villain. It and is. so it's really lackluster. It's super. But lackluster. that's my only complaint. No, and I really enjoy this. Actually, I think my favorite part of this movie, because I really, really liked it. The whole time I was watching it, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But my favorite part, because up to this point, superheroes had their secret identity, and mm-hmm. they always kept them separate. And the press conference at the end, he just goes, I'm Iron Man. And then it ended. Man. And I think everyone in the theater went, wait, what? He just told everyone who he was. Who does that? And it was just so fun to see. Yeah. Like, it's just Robert Downey Jr. did great. Uh, I thought Gwyneth Paltrow was really good in this movie. John Favreau as Happy was fun. I, it's just one of those movies that I can watch again and again and not get tired of. It's true. It's just, why couldn't it capitalize on the sequels? I don't know. It just got crazy. That's but well, it's, this, is a, this is a really good movie. In yeah. fact, great. So there we go. It is. Guys, we just ranked all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Sweet goodness, is it bedtime? Now? In less time bedtime. than one of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that should be the tagline, yeah. <laughs> I think the longest, obviously, court is Infinity War. I think the shortest is probably Incredible Hulk. Let me check on that while you guys talk. You know what gives Iron Man the gravitas, though? Mm. It's the cave that gives it the gravitas. So that when you get to the end for the climactic ending, you yeah. can forgive it because you've already had it. Right, the gravitas has already come. The threats already come. The villain already felt real because it was just him in the cave trying to survive. So it's, okay. it's easy to forgive when you get to Obadiah, who's just a dork that works with him. Yeah, he's, he's like, been through worse. And oh, he's about I'm gonna to make a, a bigger suit. That's who you'll fight. Thor: The Dark World and Incredible Hulk tied at an hour fifty two minutes for the shortest for the shortest Marvel movie. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we came under time. Good job, guys. So there you go. We've ranked them. Let us know what you think. Let us know what your. You don't have to go all twenty two, but you can if you want. But if you want to just give us your top five or your top ten, we're happy to see that. Top five, bottom five, whatever you want to do. Let us know on Facebook. Let us know on Twitter. Let us know on Instagram because we want to know your opinion of what our opinion is. Not opinion. (laughs) I guess it's bacon sale proof. So now it's fact. Yeah. Yeah. This is the bacon sale list. We've taken our favorites and now it's fact. You're welcome. But before we end, we'd like to personally thank the I am the listener uh, level of patrons, uh, including Terry Finlay, Scott Sprague, a more civilized podcast, Jordan Rexick, Stephen Ross and Adrian Gray. And then our Bacon Council, Nicole D. Hale, Spencer Myers, The Spirit of 38, Chris Anderson, Ryan Farron, and Matt's Mudro. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Very cool. If you want to find me, though, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. Now you sound like me. So <laughs> if you like to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's at ShowtimeShowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers and Bacon Sales definitely on Twitter and Instagram at Bacon Sale. Go check out our merchandise store, tpublic.com slash Bacon Sale. And there's a lot of cool things for you guys there. Um, also, don't forget our big event, May 11th, uh, from food. Scratch Restaurant. Come get the Bacon Sale burger, okay, mm. from 4 to 10 at that restaurant. So until next time, that's our secret. We're always ranking. Ah. Yeah. 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 Wait, what?
Ah. I want my baby back, baby What's back, baby back. We're a mess. <laughs> I don't want to scare you. I just want you to know I know where you are. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Devil! <laughs> if you're going to make a movie, don't make a Marvel movie. That was a fake figure, but you know it. I will not stand for lies on bacon sale. But you know who the real villain is? Lava Pepper? Uh, if I became a villain for every time I was left alone on a rooftop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. You said you'd be there. He's the Ryan Johnson of yeah. the MCU. He says, hey. Wow, double nerd reference. Yeah. I just made a stew but of this garbage is... juice. Going alone by myself to the theater and watch this like a creeper. No, there's a love thing going on there and it's weird. Nope. Hey, babe, go to bed. I'm going to go to space and probably die. So I'm just going to leave you here. <laughs> You've got an infinity yeah. stone around your neck, you know? <laughs> Wibbly wobbly. Yeah. Timey wimey. Use that crap, man. Wake up. He is a super Nazi. What's scarier than a super Nazi? My heart was open and then it got really thirsty. I felt something. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, what was it? Good heavens, what is wrong with my tear ducts? <laughs> no, I have a morality code and that's bigger and that's more important than your it man code or whatever. It's kind of warm in here. Yeah. Time for bed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. So tired. I'm gonna brush my teeth, my head on a pillow. It's gonna be my nice. pillow. Uh, he was a project manager, bald guy. He always had like fabulous pants. <laughs>